Hey guys, it's Tristan and it's Wacky Wednesday and it's uh, Cairo Sushi Live in the evening in the East Coast. And for you Cairos out there that are closing down the shop, uh, it's, it's, I'm really excited because as everyone knows, one of the goals of Cairo Sushi is to bring in top uh, notch in individuals in their niche markets and bring them in because we believe that can help you in your practice, help you with your marketing, help you with your personal and professional development. And uh, before I dive in, I want to give a big shout out. Thanks to Artuasil, our sponsors at the Cairo Sushi Summit, partners in Cairo Sushi. Uh, uh, phenomenal supplement can help grow your practice and help your patients. Thank you, Artuasil. But I'm so fucking stoked because i have tank sinatra man a two-time webby award winner he's uh built his fame on instagram with memes who would thought that you could build your business with memes oh that's right cairo sushi does the same thing and even though half of you knock it the other half know that this is the way we're going for the future of communication with online we're going to talk about that with with george tank george uh what, what do we call you bud um you can call me tank just to keep it simple i, I normally I, I spent 34 years of my life as George, but Tank has outgrown even the the most loyal George people. Even my mom calls me Tank now. So, so we're okay. So, tell us a little bit about what what you've created, what uh, what Tank Sinatra is all about, and 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 obviously you have this phenomenal uh, just pearl after pearl after pearl of wisdom of insights in your. Uh, uh, Happy is the new rich book that just came out. It's a phenomenal read. Give us the rundown on, on who you are and what you're all about. Oh man, that's a big question. I've been a lot of things. Um, I've been a lot of people. I've lived a lot of lives. I guess I, you could say I've I've tried. No, I haven't tried everything, but I've tried everything that I've wanted to in my life so far. It seems like when I get an idea in my head, there's no there's no stopping me until I get it done. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as who I am now, I mean, I'm so objectively speaking, and I have to say objectively because otherwise it sounds like I'm an arrogant prick. But no, I, you have you have full reign to be. Uh, one of the things we preach here is you have to own your success and be okay. proud of it here. So I'm the best human living. There you go. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now I I run the largest original meme page on the internet on Instagram. So it's not the, the largest meme page period because there's a lot of guys who guys and girls who have made their name getting in early and reposting content. You know, yeah. I'll call it sharing or borrowing, but really it's stealing. It is, you know, call it what it is. Now you're actually creating the most of the content yourself. Yeah. Like 95%. Every once in a wow. while, something that I can't, uh, that I can't improve upon like a picture with just a general description caption that I can't make any better. But for the most part, I like to try and, pull some emotion from the picture and, and make it relatable to people in a funny way. That's, that's like what I do now. How, how'd you get into memes? I mean, what was the biggest thing for you? Was it just a relaxation thing at first? It's a, it's a love for comedy. Yeah. Start. Um, it's a, it's a, a long running love affair with comedy since I was a little kid. I've always liked making people laugh and I've always enjoyed funny people, whether that was in the form of, you know, conversation, messing around with friends, stand up comedy, improv, writing, Whatever. So memes just, I mean, it's 2017. So memes are the current manifestation of the collective appreciation for comedy. It seems like everybody likes memes where in the nineties, everybody liked stand up comedy. Now everybody likes memes. And I just, I happen to hit it at the right time and have the right, um, right voice, I would say. And, 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 and talent. It, it's a, I don't think people realize because we make our own memes at Kairo Sushi. We're really, we're really big on, on unique content 
uh, creation. And it's a lot of freaking work, right? Yeah, sure. Well, it's a, it is a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like a ton of work. Because you're having so much fun doing it. I and, love and, it. and I love it. I post about half of what I make during the day. I make probably close to 10, 15 memes a day. And I'll post four. To oh, I love it, dude. I love it. So what, uh, you know, before we dive deeper into your book and, and, and you as an entrepreneur and, and your coaching coming forward, uh, as from a marketing tip, uh, you know, we know that memes can reach a lot more people. What are some of your tips for creating memes for some for doctors out there? What would be some of your suggestions? Just wanted to turn on the light out here. No worries, man. Um, so you, you, you have to, oh, my head is going to be the shiniest thing ever. Um, <laughs> you have to be authentic. You have to be real because if, the reason I tell people that and the reason I preach that so much is because it's not sustainable if you're not using your, your true voice. You know what I mean? If you're trying yeah. to sound a certain way, there's just, there's no way you're going to be able to keep that up. So you have to, you have to also come to terms with the fact that you might not have the voice or the right frame of mind to make memes because you got about 140 characters to make a joke. And some people need a longer run, um, you know, a longer runway to, to set their joke up and make it drop and drop the punchline. So you, you got to be really quick. Um, yep. And you got to be able to draw some kind of emotion from a picture that is a, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's a skill. Um, it's a, it's a gift and a skill. It's a gift that I, I've had since I was a little kid. Yeah. Which I have a story about, but it's a skill that I've developed over time. So when I was, when I was a little kid, I took an IQ test and I, I wound up having a really high IQ for a five-year-old, like 136 or 137 or something like nice. that. Because there was two parts of the test. There was like the, the book smarts part where it was like math and, you know, common, common sense questions. And then the second part of the test where he took a bunch of pictures and I remember one picture and it was a woman sitting on a couch and an older man standing over her behind the couch with his hand on her shoulder. And he said, what's happening in the picture here? And I came up with like this 10 minute story and the guy was like, wow. Okay. So that portion of the IQ test spiked my score. And I think me looking at pictures all day and, and making captions for them is just like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, very natural to me to do that. Do you communicate with your family, friends, and even business now with memes? Like, do you, instead of sending, uh, you know, uh, hey, beat me over here. I mean, obviously, you would have to put the directions someplace you're going to be at. But do you get what I'm saying? Do you communicate now? Like, do you find some of your communications just sending memes to people? Of course. Well, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I've been into, so let's to hone in on like how long I've been into memes or how this came to be. I think it was like 2011 or 2012 when the first iteration of memes came to be with the, yeah. impact, with the impact font and the bad luck, Brian and the scumbag Steve, that was like how it was happening then. And uh, it was like maybe a year later, Gary Vaynerchuk put an ad out for a job or like some kind of a tweet out about a job. And he said, I, I, there was a bunch of things that he listed, but I remember he said, do you think in memes? And I was like, Oh yeah, that's me. I should apply for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been something that's been on my mind. It, memes force you to be concise and they force you to be real. Cause you can't fake a quick, a quick wit. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Wh how fast did you grow uh, from Instagram? I mean, how, how fast did you grow? What is your growth rate right now with Instagram? I'm sure the entrepreneur in here is keeping track of those numbers. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I wish I didn't know how fast I was. 
I say that all the time. I wish to God that I didn't know what a good post was, like how many likes I should get in the first minute or first five minutes, first 10 minutes, because then I could just make what I think is funny and leave it. But then you start second guessing yourself because you make one that you think is funny, but it doesn't do well. But the algorithm could be placing it in a different spot that people aren't seeing it. It's a total mind fuck. But um, what, what's your interpretation? I want to dive into that because it sounds like you own something there. With do you know? Are there any tips for gaming the algorithm with Instagram or with with? Is it is it just just put out content when you can put out content and be consistent? If I could give myself advice and anybody else advice, just put out content and be consistent and try. Because there's been times where I've posted stuff that wasn't doing well the first minute, then I got tied up with something, and I went yeah. an hour later, and it, it crushed, it killed. So it picked up steam somehow. It's a total mystery. Instagram is very vague about their, their terms and, and conditions. And even when I was submitting myself to get verified, I submitted myself, I think it was like, I had my, my publicist submit me like seven or eight times, and he submitted me once, and then I got denied. Yeah. And he submitted me again and I got approved and nothing changed. So oh, cool. they're very, well, that's, that's good actually in the long run, probably for you, you know, it's good in the long run that I'm verified, but it's bad because it just shows me how little I know about what I need to do to, to game the system. There is no gaming Mark Zuckerberg. The guy is a beast. <laughs> that's, that's true. You so know? you, you, you won, uh, talk about winning, uh, the Weebly's. What, what'd you win the Weebly's for? And what, and what does that mean for, I, I bet there's a bunch of chiropractors out there who will be watching this are watching this who will say, I don't even know what a Weebly is, but it's a, it's the biggest award for webs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, not to correct you, but it's a Webby's. Webby's. Oh, the Webby's. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Weebly, I think is actually a website. So I wanted to, Weebly is a website, but you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs> So the Webby Award that I won, one was for Tank Sinatra, and the other one was for a website that I ran called I Found Money Today, and it was a, a blog. And it was basically, I, I, I had an experience with my stepdaughter who was six at the time, and I told her I was going to give her $5. I don't remember why, but I remember telling her that I was going to give her money. And I took the money out of my pocket, and she didn't think I was going to give it to her, I guess, because when I pulled it out of my pocket, she flipped out. So... Oh. She went nuts, dude. She was like, oh, my God, $5. Like, she flipped because she's six. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't know how to earn money. She has no other other source of income. So for her, any money is a bonus, you know? Yeah. I remember thinking, like, wow, that was really powerful. She's, like, she's pretty pumped about this money. And then I thought about <laughs> the story where the, the, the adage where you say you can, you can turn any story around by just saying, oh, and then I found 20 bucks. If you're if you're telling a story that's dead, you say, "Oh, then I found twenty bucks," and then it's a good story. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. I never heard that. I I gotta use oh, that really? sometime. Yeah. If, never... you, if you're telling a story and it just sucks and the energy is completely sucked out of the room, you just go, "Oh, and then I found twenty bucks," and everyone's like, "Oh, cool." So, is, is there is there any chance down the road you're gonna start doing some stand up stuff or some some TV stuff or some media like media stuff? Is that I, a goal of yours? Um, I would like to do kind of like a one-man show where I take some of the best pages from my book and extrapolate on them because they're so distilled down and they're so boiled down. There's no context, and I did that on purpose. But I would like to I would like to go deeper on some of the things that I feel were really helpful for me when when they occurred to me, and just take like an hour and a half out of people's time, sit them in a, in a room somewhere, and tell them how I came to this stuff because I I pulled the lessons that I learned out of the stories because I didn't want somebody to say, 
uh, I don't really need help in my love life, so I'm not going to pay attention to this. Where really stuff that you know I learned in in, in you know in regards to relationships helped me with my work relationships and stuff that I learned while trying to get in shape and lose weight helped me be better at business. So the principles, which I'm really big on, can cross any kind of discipline. And I want to in the book I wanted to just give the principle, but later on I want to I want to go deeper on those. I like it. I like it. So that, that gives me a chance to ask you about the book and, and, and where you started. So, guys, if you're just jumping on now, we're on with the Webby Award winning, two-time Webby Award winning, one of the, 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 the largest Instagram accounts for memes. He's, uh, he's the biggest creator for memes online, and you know how much we love memes at Cairo Sushi. Uh, it's Tank Sinatra. You can go to tanksinatra.com, and you can pick up his new book, Happy is the New Rich. I love the title. Let's start there. Where did the title come from? So the, the very long story short is that Oprah Winfrey had a contest to win your own show on the OWN network in 2008. Okay. And the voting system was very complicated, and I needed some kind of a domain name that I could get people to go to that could link them right to my page so they could vote for me to win. Right. That was smart. Smart. So yeah. also around that time, I was, um, I was living in California, and the IRS caught up to me, and I was – a in the, in the book, I think in the description or in the back page, I talk about being a quasi-adult, which is where you're like, you have, a, you have bills and responsibilities, but you're still an idiot, right? So you, you look like an adult, but you think like a kid. Like, like yeah, not, like, 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 most, like most New England guys that are like me. You know, like it's like I'm 33, but still, you know, in my head I'm 14 because I'd, I'd rather figure out how do I get a bag of dope the pot, I, I mean, guys, that's not the real stuff, and uh, and take care of the bar tab on Friday night than paying my bills. I get it. Yeah, exactly. So, so the IRS caught up to me, and they emptied out my bank account, and I panicked for like you know a little while, but I was able to to scrap some things together, and I just I was flipping out about money, and I thought I have nothing to offer this show if I get it because I'm I'm a loser, you know, yeah. what I mean? like I'm a loser. I also remember being at the gym, stressing about money, saying over and over and over again, I need to make more money. I need money. I need to make more money right now. I'm not going to make it out here. I have to get more money. And then a light bulb went off, which is why I call those, um, the, the subtitle of the book, Light Bulb Moments. And it was like, all of a sudden it occurred to me that I didn't have to define myself by the amount of money I had in my bank account or the number on the scale or any other number of things outside of ourselves that we use to define ourselves, I could just be happy just because like it, like somewhat like a, a whack job, like a crazy person. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have, yeah. to, I didn't have to have schizophrenia to disassociate from all the things that I used to associate myself with. Well, I, I like one, one of the pearls in your book and we'll drop a couple of these guys just to share, but one of the pearls in the book you wrote, I rather force myself to be happy than naturally sad. Some things are worth a little effort. Yeah. That's that's perfect. So, uh, when you when you when you started getting the concept to write the book, it has this? Are these light bulb moments that, stuff that you've collected over the years, or did you yeah. set us out of time? Walk yeah. us through the process. So, you ever had a, a thought like something occur to you that you thought was genius or good or helpful or revolutionary? The shower or the toilet moments, right? Exactly. <laughs> So typically people don't write those down and then because they don't write them down, they escape their mind and they never come back. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. 
They escape your brain, and you say to yourself while you're in the shower, there's no way I'll forget that. That's gold. There's no way I'm possibly going to forget that. Seven you forget seconds. it. Yeah, seven seconds later, you start thinking about something else, and then it's gone. You know what I yeah. mean? Which is a shame. So I set out to capture all those moments in a note you know, system on my phone or via when I was emailing them to myself from the flip phone. And I just collected all of them. And that, that process was about 10 years that I wrote down everything I thought was helpful. Man, this is your life. This yeah. is your shower moment life, man. This is brilliant. This is my life on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the alternative title of what it was going to be called my life on the toilet. I'm glad you went with happy as the new rich. Yeah. So there's a, there's a focus for you on happiness, and I, I believe that a lot of us, uh, especially in the chiropractic space, who, who are always looking to up our level of game of quality of life, are learning that you know your quality of life and, and the happiness and the love that you have is more important than the money. But although there's a translation there, because the happier you are, the, the more positive mindset usually typically leads to more money. Is that something you find true as, as an entrepreneur? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So the, the title of the book really is just a simple: um, you can be happy without money, and you can be miserable and have money. It's kind of like just you know, take the the direct correlation between how much money you have and how happy you are out of the system, and then what happens is, as you know, I think ninety you know ninety percent of people set out to say, if I make more money. I'll be happier when obviously you know, and I know that it's, if I become happier, I'll make more money. Right. You have to flip it on its head, but it takes a giant leap of faith to do that. You can't just, it's a very, very difficult step for certain people to take to just say, I'm going to decide to be happy no matter what. And whatever happens, happens. As long as I have, listen, you have basic needs. You have to, you have to have food, water, and shelter. But other than that, everything else is just extra. It's all gravy. That's, that's deep, man. I like it. Uh, I love this other pro. I want to share just a couple of it. So don't get mad at collection agencies. They're not harassing to get your money. They're harassing you to get their money. Does this tie back to your days with the IRS? Oh, yeah. That's actually so in the in the uh, introduction, I said that there's some of them that I didn't write that I heard throughout my yeah. life. That was one that I heard. And I heard somebody say it once and I was like, holy shit, I need to pay these people back. You know, it was a, it was a freeing moment for you. We you got one of the things, guys. If you guys are just jumping on now, we we we're with Tank Sinatra, two time Webby Award winner, um, and he's got a new book out. Uh, Happy is the new rich. And if you go to his website at tanksinatra.com, uh, I, I want to give you some kudos, man, because uh, from a branding standpoint and marketing standpoint, your t shirts that you have, we're we're t shirt junkies over at Cairo Sushi. Uh, the Happy is the new rich shirt is is dope. Uh, the confident AF, right? I love that because it's 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 like a double edged t shirt. They look they look super soft too. I, I I can tell you got good quality shirts. Yeah, they but are. I want to ask you about God is not a painkiller. Yeah, what does this mean? So that was another one that I heard. There's about five or six of them in the in the book that I heard throughout my life that I thought were just I couldn't not include them in the book. I wanted them to be all original thoughts, but I couldn't not include those two. <clears throat> um. So God is not a painkiller basically means God is not a painkiller because pain equals growth and God is not a growth killer. Got it. Makes sense. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That hit, that hit me, man. Um, it, it, I, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, I think that sometimes people use God as a painkiller because they can't handle life and things aren't going their way. And they just say, Oh, well it's God's will. Well, 
yeah, it's God's will, but that doesn't mean it's okay that your child died. Like it's okay to feel pain. You know what I mean? Life can be painful. You can't just you yeah. know, use it as a pacifier. Sometimes God uses pain to teach people things. And the, the, the real pain comes when you get, you know, pretty obvious signs that you're supposed to be learning something from a situation and you just right. and you keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Is there, is there, uh, is there one pearl that you remember from your book that is, it, it, it's kind of a mantra for you or one that is like, I just love this one um, or one that other people have come up to you that uh, you're just super, super proud of. Uh, well, my, my personal favorite in the book is procrastination is stillborn perfectionism. Which, Procrastination is stillborn perfectionism. I like that. <laughs> which is a polarizing one for people because some people either totally get it and love it or they get offended and they hate it and they, they say, this is not something to joke about. My, my, uh, you know, my sister just gave birth to a stillborn baby last year. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. Like I know people who have had the same problem, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's right. a metaphor for or chopping yourself off at the legs before you even get started because you're either too lazy to get started or you think it's not going to be good enough before you even begin. Right. You know, right. Cause it's right. A, you know, that, that phrase procrastination is stillborn perfectionism is a little poetic and a little deep. And most of the stuff is not poetic. It's just direct and to the point. Yeah. So that, that one is one of my favorites in there. I, I love it, dude. Um, so we were talking offline. Uh, Tank's also uh, going to be, uh, one of one of his goals is to get out there and start helping. He was saying to me offline, I, I knew I had to be on this plan to help and, and serve more people. Sounds very familiar in the chiropractic space. It's a mantra that we have, I think. Uh, w- one of your goals is, is is coaching. Can we talk a little bit about what, uh, if there's any chiropractors out there watching that are looking for some extra help, what you can do if, uh, uh, or, or what you'd want to work with them on? What I would want to work with coaches, what I would want to coach people on? Yeah. Um, so my, my strength is, I think, like, like the way I wrote my book with principles that are not contextualized, I have um, an ability or a knack to see where people are good at certain things because everybody is good at something. I don't care who you are. Everybody is good at something. And yeah. finding out what their motives are for being good at that and then apply those motives and principles to what they're not good at, which could be a number of different things. Right. Right. And it's um, hard to hit on all cylinders, you know? Yeah. Is, is your goal, um, because I, I, I get, you know, entrepreneur out of you so much. And I know that you, you also have, you know, other businesses that you're working on besides the type that takes Sinatra brand. Um, do you like working with entrepreneurs? Is that where you feel more, more at home or is it anyone? Um, I like working with entrepreneurs because they, most of them motivate me to be better at what I do. And, um, you know, I really feel deep down and I've, I've felt this for a long time that work is an opportunity to be a part of a well-functioning society and to provide a service that certain people need at whatever time. And then from there, you are able to get money and then give back to other people by their services or by their goods. It's just money is just, I think, like a trick to get people to participate in society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Lupi's on, Jennifer Trent's on. I wanna, yeah, boom, boom to that. Exactly. Uh, I, so we'll wrap up. I want to ask you, who, who are you, is there anyone that you're reading? We think, uh, you know, uh, leaders are readers. It's an old, you know, cliche, but I'm sure that you satiate yourself. Or is there anybody that you follow? Uh, you know, we, I know you mentioned Gary Vee before. But who, who are you? How, do, how, do, how does Tank Sinatra satiate himself? Um, I read a lot of Emmett Fox. Okay, cool. 
and um, Neil Donald Walsh. I like Napoleon Hill a lot. Um, yeah. You know, there's only one book that I know of that he's that he really nailed it on. I didn't know he's got the other one, but it didn't hit home for me. And I like um, I read some nonfiction. I'm reading right now. What the hell am I reading? It's a book about a guy on Mars. I forgot the name of the book, but it's it's a very interesting book. It's a, it's a book about a guy who's or a in the future. I love dystopian future novels. Oh, cool, cool, dude. Because you. Cool. you you take those the way that they're acting and you try and put it into today's society and how you, you know, it, any, any book that uses principles to make a point I'm into. Got it. Got it. Good, man. So guys, if you want to pick up uh Tank's new book, uh, happy is the new rich and 207 other light bulb moments. It's a, it's a, I, I just like the format. I, I love disruption in, you know, I wasn't what I was expecting, of course. I think you probably get that a lot when people are, like, picking up the book. Uh, and and, and I say that in a good, positive way. It's already got uh, just glowing fire. It's got over almost 100 five-star reviews on Amazon right now. Um, it's a book that I think you can keep picking up uh, and, and, and getting more pearls and, and, and utilizing them in your life. Uh, give, me, give me your elevator pitch why someone should go pick up that book right now, bud. Um, that book is designed for people to pick up and open any page of any, you know, uh, that book, I put a lot of trust in, in God and to, to put that book in the right people's lives at the right time, open the right page and hit them in the right spot. And I just, I did the best I could with the book. And if I really truly feel that if somebody doesn't like the book, that's their problem, not my problem. I know a lot of people picked up the book and I expected it to be polarizing and I expected some people to open it and go, what the hell is this? And then other people to go, oh, nice. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no in between. So I, lo I love it. The way to pitch I it for the book is if, if you don't like it, it's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig your style, man. Uh, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna give a, a you know when we support stuff at Cairo Sushi, we stand by what we support. I think this is a no brainer. I think this is a this is a, an awesome book to pick up. How much I believe it's awesome is the first person that uh, buys the book and sends an email back to, to Tristan at KairoSushi.com uh, in the next day or two or tonight. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna you get to pick out one of the shirts from uh, Tank Sinatra's website. And I'll buy it for you and send it to you as a gift, as a thank you for helping to support Tank, his mission, uh, and his book. So, right. Tank, I'm so grateful for your time and, and uh, energy, and I'd love to, to set up time to go deeper down some rabbit holes with you. Uh, I'm very grateful. I know you've been super busy and promoting the book. And uh, just uh, thank you so much, dude, for giving me some time this evening. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My, my son is back in his Superman outfit. I need to go, go take care of him, brother. I'll talk to you later. Cheers, man. Thanks. Be well. Bye.